0: Welcome to the Aligned Women podcast, a podcast to
1: empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to a new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. Dr. Shauna and I are excited to be with you again today for this new episode and the conversation that we are going to be carrying on that we've already been having (laughs) without (laughs) you, which maybe we should have been recording because we've talked about a lot of great things already. So um, Shana, do you want to introduce today's topic?
1: Yeah, we're talking about the single biggest thing that Danielle and I believe takes moms out of practice. So you can imagine that we hear from a lot of women who have been in and out of practice or have left practice and want to get back in. And through coaching and masterminding and just being in the Align Women membership and moderating the Mama Chiropractor's Facebook page, We think we've come up with the single biggest reason that takes women out of practice and that's what we're going to share with you today so that basically you can kind of arm yourself against it. I think just knowing and being able to call it out is probably the single biggest aha you can have that will keep you in practice.
0: All right, so before we dive into that conversation further, then I want to let you know that if you are a woman who has taken time off of practice to raise your family and you are ready to start back into practice, then we have a group forming right now that would probably be a great fit for you to have some support and some guidance and how to move forward with creating a practice that allows you to be present with your family, but also Is profitable. And that group is the Inspired Women Mastermind. You can find the application at AlignedWomen.com forward slash Inspired.
1: And if you're wondering, well, what is a mastermind group? It's a group of women who come together. And we share challenges, we talk about barriers, and we, as a group, we're always problem-solving and brainstorming. How do, we, how do we break through those? And there's such power in a group. We've had, this will be about our fifth mastermind group, I think. Is that right, Danielle, that we've had? Um, yes. And, uh, you know, the the feedback that we get from our mastermind participants is phenomenal. Goals are met way before they think they're going to be met. Um, you know, profit goals, things like that are, are multiplied way more than what people think. So if this is something, if you're having trouble moving forward and you're just not sure how to get to where you want to go, this is a fantastic group if you're in the dream up and startup phase. So... So make sure you go to alignwomen.com forward slash inspired and fill out that application. All right. So
0: uh, let's talk more about this conversation, then that we are having about why women
1: leave practice. Yeah, it really started with, um, it was an article that I read a long time ago. And it was talking about what is the number one reason that couples get divorced And the, the typical answers that people will say is, well, money or debt or children, different values in children, family, those kinds of things. And the answer was unmet expectations. And I really had to sit and think about that and kind of process through. And I thought, oh, that is so true. I think when it comes to marriage, we all have this kind of movie in our mind of what marriage is going to be like and we find out very very early on sometimes as early as the honeymoon that it's not like what we thought it was going to be and every time there's an unmet expectation it builds bitterness and frustration and resentment which just disconnects us more from our spouses and increases miscommunications which just adds to more unmet expectations and i have no idea why I was thinking about this this week, but it really got me thinking about reasons that I had left practice. And I think that that is the single, if I could boil it down to one thing, and when I think about so many colleagues that I've known over the years who have left practice to just focus on having the kids, it wasn't specifically that they they wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. It was more that the overwhelm and the burnout and the frustration of practice wasn't worth it anymore. And they wanted to focus on one thing and do it well. And so obviously our kids are you know our highest value that way. And so we would leave practice and do that. So why does that happen? And, and I believe, and through just talking to Danielle, we believe that the biggest reason that moms leave practice when they don't necessarily want to leave practice per se, is unmet expectations. We have certain expectations of patients. We have expectations of our staff. We have expectations of ourselves as mothers, as wives. We have expectations of our spouses within our family life and our children. And when you get enough of those unmet expectations, it's just not worth the trouble.
0: Something that I feel like is really tricky about this is that we often are not consciously holding these expectations, but unconsciously. so, And that might be the case for our staff or our spouse or ourselves even, that we have these unconscious expectations and we're not aware of how they are limiting us in regard to the emotions that we generate around those expectations, right? So um, example that we talked about earlier was um, ex- expectations of your staff. If you have expectations of your staff, that they're going to do certain things, they're going to do certain things on certain days and they're going to do those certain things in certain ways, have you ever communicated those expectations to them? <laughs> and do you continue to do it on a regular basis? Do you have staff meetings on a regular basis? Do you have a procedures manual for your staff that they can refer back to? And so many times we don't, we don't communicate those expectations. Clearly, we don't have those training meetings. We don't have the procedures manual, but yet we have this expectation that those people are going to be doing certain things in certain ways at certain times. And when they don't, we're mad.
1: Yeah, you know, we have this idea that everybody gets what we get. And it's frustrating when our staff won't do things in a certain way. And it it is funny because, you know, we hear it a lot in our masterminds and with our one-on-one coaching clients. And the, the question we always ask back is, well, do you have an office procedure manual that you train from regularly? And so rarely, some of you do, which is awesome. But so rarely does anybody have procedures and flow written down and so my question is always if you don't have it written down how can you expect them to know what you want we think that because we train them on it when we onboard them that now they've got it for the rest of the time they're there and you know I sort of likened it to you know my husband told me that he loved me the day we got married but he didn't assume that that would do us for the rest of our marriage. He tells me every single day that he loves me and that he appreciates the things that I do. And so it's a constant reminder. And our staff is like that too. They are not inside your head. They didn't love chiropractic so much and have such a life-changing experience with it that they decided to go to chiropractic college. It's a job. And for a lot of them, we're very lucky when we have assistants who they treat our patients like family. And, you know, our chiropractic assistants are like that. I mean, our patients are their patients. They talk about them as their patients, and it's amazing. But we still can't expect them to think like we do. And yet, I think we place that burden on them by lack of consistent training and lack of cases that we discuss with them, lack of testimonials, where we're talking about, we get to see all these awesome miracles, they don't necessarily get to be privy to them. And if we don't share with them regularly, we cannot be on the same page as them. And so we have to remember that sometimes our expectations of our staff are completely unrealistic. They are human beings, and they're a lot of times they're doing the best they can they just don't necessarily know the rules of engagement
0: another way that we hold expectations that are actually hurtful to ourselves sometimes is the expectations we have of our patients mm-hmm. we expect our patients to be on time we expect them to always pay on time we expect them to understand the value of the care that we provide and when they don't show up on time when they start missing appointments when they start to carry a balance then we are frustrated with them. Another thing that I was thinking about as we were talking, you know, and I think I mentioned this too earlier, was that I see this often. Women have the expectation that their patients are going to become like them. They're going to eat a really clean diet. They're going (laughs) to want to exercise and meditate. And, you know, I have some patients in my practice who are really like wanting to learn more about how I live my lifestyle, I suppose. But Not all of them are in a place where they're ready or even interested in that. But yet I can sometimes fall into the trap of holding the expectation that they should want to do those things.
1: Yeah. And I think we should be clear when we're talking about expectations. I mean, the whole point of this podcast is for you to just let go of most of the expectations that you have of other people. Which is not to say that you shouldn't have office policies and you shouldn't have values and rules and boundaries and those kinds of things. It shouldn't be a free-for-all. And I hope you understand we're not saying that. But well, I'll give you an example. When I f- first started in practice, actually up until I don't know, fairly recently. The way we did care was we gave everybody twelve month care plans, and if people weren't willing to um, to commit to the recommendations that we made i didn 't accept them as a patient and I think now I look back and I think, man, I let a lot of great people go that." You know, you don't, it's, it's that analogy of you don't go out on a first date and ask somebody to marry you, but really that's what we were doing all those years. And we, I mean, we had a great practice. We do, we have a great practice and we have lots of great patients who God love them. They, they saw the vision and they committed even when they, they didn't know. But I think there are probably lots of people out there who they weren't ready to get married on the second date, but (laughs) they would have gone out on another date. And Craig and I have completely changed our thinking as to how we view the idea of lifetime care. Of course, we want people under lifetime care. We want everyone to get adjusted and get their kids adjusted for the rest of their lives. But our job now, we see it as simply just to get them to the next step. And if I can just keep you taking one more step with me, you're going to get there eventually, But or, or you maybe not, you know, One of the expectations that we have of patients is this idea of following through with our vision of what their care is. And lots of times, people fall out of care for no apparent reason. And Danielle, what's the first thing you think of? When somebody just stops coming, what's the first thing you think of has happened?
0: Oh, I assume that I did something that they didn't like.
1: Yep. We just assume that we've done something wrong. And we beat ourselves up. And we think about it. And we get frustrated. We did a really interesting uh, thing several years ago. We actually sent out a short survey to a bunch of inactive patients, people who were in, like under care, and we knew they didn't move away or there hadn't been some major crisis or life event. They just stopped coming. So we surveyed them and just found out kind of what happened. And I can't remember the exact questions that we asked them, but... The answers were so interesting because it was the first time that I realized that a lot of times people fall out of care because you did your job. You did a great job. They got better. That's all they wanted. So, yep. clinically, it was a successful outcome. They just didn't want the whole lifetime care for me and my family thing at that point. You know, when they said, Yeah, it was awesome, I got great results. I would totally refer people. I'm totally comfortable. You know, if I if I have headaches again, you're the first person I'm going to contact. It was so eye-opening to realize, hmm, why do we automatically go to, well, we must have done something wrong if they didn't get it right away, or if they didn't get it after 6 months or 8 months, well, I must have done something wrong, instead of just they got what they needed, and that's all they needed at the time and that's all they were ready for in that season of their life we go right to, I sucked. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) And then again, you know, it's about the expectation that we have of what someone else will perceive about chiropractic and the value of chiropractic care. And do we do a good enough job of explaining or teaching about the value of chiropractic care and why Mm -hmm. someone would want to, be adjusted and under care for the rest of their lives, right? And so when those expectations are unmet, it gets really frustrating. Yeah. So that's why we're hoping to to share this message with you today to help you see that letting go of some of your expectations can actually be healthy and it can be a, a way of setting some boundaries and taking care of yourself, not yeah. just um, giving up and saying, well, I just don't care anymore. It's not about that. It's about being really clear on what you can affect and change, and what you cannot.
1: Yeah, you know, I was looking through my, um, I have Jane app, that's what I use for patient management. I was looking through the different um, categories of products and services that I have, and one of them is a missed appointment fee. And it's funny, because I took it out, because I thought, when I look at all my patients, people who have said yes to what I have, I, I have recommended to them. So, Every single one of my patients is on a care plan. I don't have any drop-ins. I don't have anybody who just comes, gets an adjustment, and then they call me the next time. Every single patient is on a care plan. So they've committed to at least three months of care. And some of them have committed, if they're in wellness, they've committed to a year. Most of them bring their kids in and they prepay or they're on a monthly plan. And I thought, if somebody misses an appointment, I have never actually charged a missed appointment fee. And if it were me... I would be offended if I have said yes to you and I'm part of your practice and I bring my kids in and I pay you monthly or I just dropped, you know, a couple thousand dollars on a prepayment and you charge me a $20 or whatever it is, missed appointment fee, I would be so offended. And I, I think it's that sometimes we need to put ourselves in our patient's shoes and realize they are just human beings trying to do the best they can in a busy world with a lot of overwhelm. And I I took it out because I am never going to give one of my patients a missed appointment fee charge. But what I will do if I notice that they're missing, you know, starting to miss regularly. And I think I only have one patient in my practice right now that I can think of that if someone's going to miss an appointment, it's going to be this person. And the conversation that I've had with her is just simply, hey, I noticed you've missed a few appointments recently. Is everything okay? Because what i found over the years is when people are appointment missers, typically they're either disorganized, they need a better notification system, so work with them to figure out how can you notify them better, closer to their appointments, or they're overwhelmed. And they don't need us to be kicking them in the pants. What they need is some grace and some understanding. And they need for us to be able to meet them where they're at. And sometimes I think that the greatest gift we can give people is simply, is this too much for you right now? Because if if trying to do this is more stressful than it is beneficial, Mm -hmm. let's take a break. And when it's a better time, when it fits better, when it's financially more feasible, let's pick it back up again. But this should not be one more thing in your life that stresses you. And I can tell you they are so thankful when you can actually talk to them like another mom or like another human being and just say, hey, what's going on and can I help you? It's so much better than, you know, following these office policies that we set out that... I don't know, they sometimes, they, they set up unrealistic parameters for, pe- for certain people. And again, not to say you shouldn't have office policies, but more importantly, we have to remember to meet people on a human level.
0: You know, that's the thing though, And in, in some realms of chiropractic philosophy, we talk about um, just wanting to love people and like spread love and elevate love around the world. Right? And in our yeah. communities. And then we have these rigid expectations of how people should fall in line and do what we want them to do and be how we want them to be, which is not really the essence of love. Love is unconditional. And so mm-hmm. while you might still instate your um, misappointment fee, you can also be coming from that place of love and caring about the actual human being that is on the other end of that relationship. (laughs) Yeah. That's really, really important to remember. Uh, And, and when you're feeling frustrated about these unmet expectations that you might be becoming more aware of, as we're talking about these things today that you can start to see that this is not always about you. It's not always about you and that sometimes it's just the way Things are going for a lot of other people in your community. Life is stressful and overwhelming, unfortunately, for a lot of people
1: Mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And realizing that, again, we had these life-changing experiences that caused us to become chiropractors, but it's not like that for everybody. And that's okay. You know, if our patients need to step out of care for a while because they just simply have other things going on, you know, their kids need braces or whatever, we, we sometimes, some of us will talk to people, and I am totally guilty of having done this, where it's this idea of like, how can your spine not be the most important thing? Like, you need to give up other things in order to have this. But the reality is, people need other things in their lives too, and sometimes this has to fall further down on the list and as long as we create an environment where we can show people that this is the importance of their health this is what will happen if you know if they don't follow through or you know you do it in a way that isn't condemning or judgmental but just having them understand you know their health is in a process and if they stop the care Just like if you were eating well and you stopped eating well, you would gain weight. Well, their spine is going to go back, but just understand we are always here, right? Having having that open door policy, if this is what you need to do right now, by all means, we are here when you're ready to to resume. It's that idea of we are still part of your life and whatever you need to do right now, it's okay.
0: Shana, you had mentioned An action step that you wanted to share with our listeners today. Can you talk more about that before we wrap this conversation up?
1: Yeah, we were thinking it would be interesting to, once you finish the podcast, just sit for, or sometime, sit quietly for a few minutes and on a fresh piece of paper in your journal, write out all the expectations that you have of the key people in your life. Write out the expectations that you have of your partner, your husband. Write out the expectations that you have of your children. Write out the expectations that you have of your patients and your staff. And then write out the expectations that you have of yourself. And then I think looking at that page and realizing, I guess except for the expectations that you might have on yourself, nobody has to fill those expectations you live your life by your script. They're living their lives by their own movie script. And they're not, they, they don't know what your script is. So they are not obligated to follow it. Just release those expectations. They don't. Patients don't have to come and get adjusted. They can choose to. Your husband doesn't have to share the load. Your kids don't have to... Um, Spend only thirty minutes a week on devices. Okay, that's a bad example because we would just take them away. But you know <laughs> what I mean. Like we, what I'm saying is, let have an understanding that the expectations that we have for people are often unrealistic and unfair because what it's doing is it's actually limiting their freedom to live their life by their own values and by choosing. Which value is most important for them to be in at any given time? And when you can release those expectations and let people be people and let them live by their values, it's just so much more freeing. And I'll tell you, practice is way, way, way more fun when you can have those honest conversations with people that just simply say, hey, I noticed you've got a balance on your account that never feels good. Is everything okay What can I do to help you? How can we make sure that that balance doesn't, you know, doesn't accumulate? Do you need to take a pause in your adjustments? Can you clear it off today? Uh, Do you want to pay some today, some next week? That kind of a thing. When you can just have those conversations with people and allow whatever they need to be what they need, life is so much more enjoyable. And that sense of burnout and frustration and overwhelm that we get where we're carrying the burdens of of everybody, it begins to lift. And life is just a lot easier. And I can guarantee you, you are much more likely to stay in practice.
0: Mm. One last resource I wanted to share as you were talking about the journaling exercises came to my mind, the book Loving What Is by Byron Katie. It really is about the excitations and the judgments we hold about other people and how we can release them and let them go. And she even gives you sort of a step-by-step process on how to do that because we all know judgment's not cool but how do we stop doing it right and the book is really 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 useful for that okay so shauna any last thoughts before we wrap up this episode
1: no just that um You know, we're again, we're part of a community of women who, if this is how you're feeling, I guarantee you there are lots of other women who are feeling that same way. We hear that all the time. I, you know, I used to think I was the only one who felt that. And being in aligned women, I know that that's not the case. And being in mama chiropractors, I, I see other people who are going through it. The things that you go through, we go through. And there are lots of other mamas going through it. So you are not. You are not alone. And there is always an answer. Hmm.
0: Okay, so one last reminder before we wrap this episode up that if you are in the phase right now of wanting to return to practice or maybe you've just started your practice and want to get your practice gaining some momentum quickly, then check out the Inspired Women Mastermind. And you can find the application at alignedwomen.com forward slash Steve starts the mastermind in the last week of September. So be sure to take action on that quickly if that is something that you would like to take part of. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening to this conversation today. I hope it's been helpful for you to hear. Be sure to join us next week for a new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. Have
1: a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice,
0: subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women Team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women Podcast.